0: And welcome to the Ask Sue Show. Hope everybody is all okay. And a big hello to all of the Ask Sue family. Oh, yes. And you know what? I would just like to say, I have got my sister with me. <laughs> oh, yes. And hi, Kathy. How are you doing?
1: Hey Sue. I'm
2: oh, wonderful. How are you across the pond today? Uh,
0: very well, until we had a slight technical hitch. Of my son passing me a coffee, and I lifted my hands up to get it and hit the coffee and spilt it on my knee. Oh right, no! Are you okay? <laughs> oh yeah, we're fine. We're fine. We'll, we'll do like the scalding issues after the show. <laughs> no, I'm joking. That's what, that's I'm fine.
2: Cold when I'm on
0: the show. <laughs> I, I'm just good. <laughs> on my legs at the moment.
2: <laughs> I've heard that kitty cat oil is great for burns. <laughs>
0: I'll tell you what, it, it, all I'm going to say is lucky because I've got this tiny little kitten on my knee that literally lives on my knee pretty well. And it's sitting there Aww. looking at you say, well, I can't sit on your knee very well now when you've got a wet lap. So we're doing quite <laughs> well all in all. All the fun of live radio. You just can't beat it, can you?
2: You can't beat it. It, it is what it is. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Now, I just want to very quickly say to everybody that's in the chat room, hi, welcome to the show, and also please, um, guess, sign into Blog Talk Radio, that way you can keep up to date with all of the Ask 2 shows, and it's all as mad as this one, so you're not missing out, honestly, and also, um, not just that, you can come and join us in our chat room, and you can give links to various things, and you can copy the links from there, and oh, it's all good fun, they're all a good family here, to say the least. So today we wanted to literally bring together after having quite a few different issues of mine and myself uh, myself and Kathy we've got our own um different issues between us and we were talking about them and we just suddenly decided that we needed people to be able to call into the show and bring in there's loads of people of loads of upheaval life is pretty crap for a lot of us at the minute what with you know different things going on with our governments let's face it going against us a lot of the times feeling like the whole world is against you so we want the whole world to come together to share our problems now of course Uh, We have all different sorts of problems, and one of mine at the moment is my children. I'm a mum of four kids who have decided that they rule the roost and not me. So, of course, with that always has to come a new page. You know it always happens. Ask Sue has a page for every single problem. So, we would like to announce the Ask Sue Helping Parents Cope. The fact that I can't has got nothing to do with it at all and when you come on the page ranting and raving because your child's done this, you've got somebody that totally understands. And I was talking to Kathy before and she said, Send send them send them across the water. She said, It's okay and if I tell you what, if we had a concrete road from a from UK to America, trust me, they'd be on the way travelling. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they get a hundred percent active so, over here,
1: okay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, dear. So we've had everything that could go wrong that has. Like, uh, my son deciding he was going to go to after-school club but didn't think to tell anybody he was. And me trying to find him everywhere. And and this is the thing. It's not like when we were younger, is it? Uh,
2: no, it is totally different. The word we, we can't let them was... be
0: free anymore.
2: Listen, I mean, unfortunately, parents cannot um, punish their children appropriately. I mean, even if you raise your voice at a child now, they're threatening to call family services. And what happened to a good pat on the butt, you know? That's history. That's gone. You can't even do that anymore. Of course, now, exactly. I, was saying, I was a good child. I never got spanking. I was a good child. I only got one spanking for yelling at my nanny. But other than that, I was a pretty good kid. I knew better. I didn't say, huh? What? You know, I was, yes, ma'am, please, ma'am, no, sir, yes, sir. You know, I knew what manners were, and I was raised in that generation. Now, I'm a bit older than Sue is, people who are listening, and um, I'm I'm in my mid-fifties. So I'm definitely old school here. But I think I grew up to be a pretty decent person with respect for humanity, uh, well, most of humanity, all the good people anyway, since we have so many animal abusers and <laughs> children abusers and people abusers and elderly abusers and... Well, They better not mess with this orderly old broad, though. I'll tell you, I'll have to get tough with them. But but really, you know, the whole whole world's in a state uh, because of lack of discipline.
0: Exactly. But the funny part is, you're saying that you're older school than me. I actually did get get a smacked ass when I was naughty. And do you know what? People that say, oh, they shouldn't smack kids, can people tell me this then? I was brought up to respect my mum and dad. If I, I knew as a kid that I was doing wrong, mm-hmm. so if I knew I was doing wrong, at the end of the day, I should learn my lesson that if you did something wrong, you've got a smack backside. If you were naughty or if you back chatted, that's what you got. You knew the score, so why do it? I have never touched drugs, never been in touch with the police, have the occasional drink, but now it seems even less than it ever has been, so, you know... I do an mm-hmm. ask do show, and I, I try and help people as best as I can. I run a Shropshire Spiritual Center again to help people the best I can. I do bring awareness of all different kinds. i brought up four children, lost one as well, and I try to i'm not a big respect person because I think to myself people. Who know me will respect me anyway. Those that don't know me and want to judge me, well, they can just jog on. But I have got a slight respect thing. If people try and damage my name, then I'm I'm annoyed because I've built my name up because I'm a nice person. Now, how on earth did all of that come if smacking me was so wrong? Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I remember getting grounded, having my car taken away for a week when I was 16. Uh, I can remember not being able to go to certain parties because I was grounded. And like you said, I knew I was doing something I shouldn't be doing, so why should I expect anything different than punishment? And children today seem to push those limits because they backtalk their parents. They smart-mouth them. And if I had said to my father or my mother, the things that kids say today... I would have been picking
0: myself up out of next week. Yep. Yep. Now, let, don't, let, let me just say to people, I do not agree with the fact that you should flash the hell out of your kids to the no, point they're black no. and blue. But of no. course, we're not saying that at all. I am simply saying that children need to be disciplined to know right from wrong, that doesn't mean fresh, the hell out of them. And all of us know when it's abuse and when it's a tap on the legs or whatever. I am not saying by all means that I am saying you know you can beat the, your kids black and blue and then they'll know. I am not saying that at all. And those sort of people do definitely need locking up. There is no doubt about that.
2: Absolutely. Do you know I me? Mean? absolutely, absolutely? And like I just said, okay, a good example: technology today. Almost every child I know has an iPad, an iPod and that, so on down the line. All you parents out there know what I'm talking about. Well, the, I think today one of the best ways to punish your child is to take away that technology for a week. You know, take away the little cell phone for a week. That would put yeah,
0: them do in a Yeah, but do you know what? You'd end up with such a world war, and the thing is you can even end it. Even end up with people saying, you know, you get the children will be saying to the um teachers that they're so hard done by and my mum doesn't let me do this on the other and before you know it then you've got social services or you know whatever you call it over there child services or whatever on your back because your child said you've done this that and the other Mm -hmm. there is too many there is yes of course there's got to be protection for the kids but then they also need to realize that the kids are taking the mick out the parents as well
2: Absolutely, and almost to the point of it being parental abuse by the children. And I mean, I've heard horror stories of the children, you know, who, who put their hands on their parents. And here again, that wasn't even thought of in my generation, wasn't even a consideration. And how the world has changed in these decades is horrifying to me because we are raising a society of children to become adults with a whole different mindset than what is appropriate. Really. Yeah. That kind of behavior is not acceptable and it's not appropriate. And you can't solve exactly. the issues with the violence and, like, the kids who want to get tough and bully one another and the bullying bullying their parents. And, you know, we've got to bring a halt to this. We've got to stop that in it its tracks. And we welcome anyone to call in during the show today and talk to us about things that are working in your family, in your household. Tell us what's working for you. This is an opportunity, folks, for y'all to call in today anonymously. We don't know your voice. You know, you don't have to tell us who you are, but share your stories with us. And one thing I do want to say: Sue nor myself are licensed medical practitioners, we're not doctors, we're not uh, therapists, we're not psychologists, we are simply giving you an avenue and a venue to come and express yourself, to tell us what's on your heart, and I promise you at the end of the show, you will feel better, you will feel better, because keeping these things inside, because you, you can't tell your friends or family because they'll think you're crazy, or they'll laugh at you, or they'll call you wacko, We won't. We're here to accept you no matter what. It's total, complete, pure acceptance. And we welcome any of your comments. And please, you know, feel free to post in the chat room. We're going to be sharing links to different websites that we have and sources of information. So get get ready, folks. It's going to be a good show today.
0: Definitely. And we've already got people waiting on the phone line. So we will just take a gamble and we'll go straight through. If we end up with a couple of Silly billys, we can soon delete them. Um, hi, welcome to the Ask Sue Show. Who's online? Hi, Sue. You remember me? This has got um,
3: D, isn't it? Yeah. How are you doing, love? You all right? Oh, I, well, last night I sort of had a meltdown. <laughs> With everything oh, that on. was going on in my life, I um, I wound up going to to a panic attack, which you know, more than usual. I was really really feeling lousy. I I wound up chatting with someone that, um, and I thought, because we had our webcams on, I was looking at him, and I saw him, his face was all red, and he was wiping his eyes, and I thought, oh, dear, you know, I've upset him, and I didn't know what I'd done, and then he, the webcam went off, and apparently all that happened was he got booted, but I felt like, oh, my God, I made the poor man cry, (laughs) like, oh, dear.
1: Oh, you know, I feel right, bad yeah. I
3: felt bad because he's somebody that, um, while I like him as a friend, I am not attracted to him in the same way he is to me. So it makes it more difficult because I wouldn't want to hurt his feelings for the world. Yeah, so I don't like to hurt yeah. people's feelings. But everything has just been converging lately. Although things seem to be a little bit, in some ways, better. Simply because yeah. yesterday I was, um, Luke Norris was on somebody's show and he gave me a fantastic reading because I wanted to connect with my cousin who just died, and he was reassuring me that everything was going to be all right because it seems like everything's coming at once. I get this phone call about an apartment that I don't want, and then there's the Section 8 voucher that's coming up with a meeting and all. I was like, oh, couldn't people just leave me alone and let me have my life back?
0: Hmm? You know, everything is just converging. Do do you feel... Do you feel at the moment that it's the way that the world is changing as well, the way that people act towards each other and different things as well? Do you think that's changed too? It has. I was listening to what you were talking about with with children and
3: all, because even though I was not, I didn't have my own children. My ex and I raised a couple for five years. They were about five years. They were a brother and sister, and they had more problems than you could take a stick at. And it seems like, no, because... I'm older than the two of you, <laughs> so. But I know what it's like when you can't, when you can't do anything with children. You can't discipline them. You can't do anything, and they run the roost. I had two that had more problems than, than I do. Um, maybe not, maybe yes. not as many as my ex, but there they were. Especially the boy that I call my son, running running the show, and he could be abusive. And when yes. you can't do anything and you have no support, I can. All those poor parents out there—they don't know what to do. Part of it is because they don't. Because no doesn't mean no. No means that you you pester me long enough and I'll say yes. I'll give in. I'll cave.
0: And you can't you do, do that. that. I, I actually have got to hold my hands up that this is the trouble, because I'm busy, let's face it, with a lot with the raging right. and everything, I right. think that it's the attention seeking because they're wanting me more and let's right. face it, as soon as you do something else it, it does. kathy will tell you, as soon as I ring her and I say, hi Kathy, how are you doing and it's like, mum, mum, and I'm like I have just <laughs> right. put the phone to my ear and straight away you want me I was sitting there for whole two hours no problems at all and they could have come and talked to me at any time, but as soon as I put that phone to my ear, it's straight away they want me yes do you know what I mean But I do it's quite weird how it's all I don't know don't you think Kathy don't you think that it's just all changed down just over the years and that's just society children and everything isn't it
2: I am sitting here listening and I have a a a story that I'm going to tell a little later with such a sad sad ending um, that just happened this year and people don't realize the anger and rage that build up in these children and i do think that yes society has a lot to do with that the home environment has a lot to do with that but i think lack of discipline has even more to do with that because the children don't understand that they need an outlet to help extend this rage from their bodies and what are they raging about what is creating the stress and the anger in their little bodies or in their big bodies or whatever. And uh and like you, Collar, um I don't have my own children but I have raised three from uh, all boys from um from my ex. And um I, I I I feel the frustration in your voice and I know because, you know, I, I've had one look at me and say, Well you're not my mom and my response was, I'm, I'm not your mom. I never tried to be your mom or replace your mom, but you have a third person that loves you and cares about you, you know, I, I, and, and I, I honestly never did try to be the mom or nice. the court of parent, but you know what, I wasn't there to be their best friend either. I was there as an adult to give them an example of the right way to treat people and the right way to honor and respect their elders. I know that's a term that people rarely use anymore. People, parents aren't telling their children to respect their elders. And the next person I hear say, oh, well, I don't believe in discipline because I'm going to let my child be a free spirit. I'm going to let them be their own personality. Well, guess what? I hope you got bail money because that little child of yours is going to end up in jail for hurting somebody. Bingo. Yes.
3: They have they have no respect. I had two that didn't, and they weren't even my exes. We were we were raising them for their grandparents who had custody of them. We tried to get well, custody, and because we lived, we had moved from one state to another. By the time we got them, we were in a different state. The judge didn't even want to touch the situation, so we wound up just raising them for about five years, but they, they had the situation they came from before we got them. I, I looked at it because their, their grandmother had asked, she was really their step-grandmother, she asked us to take them at one time because their grandfather was just going through so much of his own, pardon my French, crap, that he couldn't handle them. So would we take yeah. them? And then she turns around and says, oh, they're, shortly thereafter their mother was going to take them. Something told me, and that was before I even knew about my that I was, you know, had this gift. I looked at, I said, "No." I thought to myself, no, it's never going to work, and I was like, she had them for seventeen days with her female lover and then she dumped them back on their grandparents without them even realizing that they weren't that she and her lover weren't going to gonna come back and get them. Oh, we're going to the grocery store. We're going to the store to get some ice cream or something. You go surprise Grammy and Grampy. Didn't even bring all this stuff. I raised them for five yeah. years and she could come and visit them every once in a great while. Maybe once a year. Lavish all over them and it, it was really kind of I think it really, it, it kicked me off because there they were coming to visit and they would take pictures with the kids and they would take pictures with my ex and I got left out. And I was the one being the mother to those kids. And I didn't even ha- I didn't even have a husband to, su- to support me in half of what I did. Wanted to well, bury his head yeah. in his And I was raising him. Uh, yeah. You
2: know, yeah. our our well, dad it's about, uh, you know, come and release your problems. And, and, and what, what you're talking about right now ties in with what I'm getting ready to tell you. And I'm going to go ahead and I know it's early in the show, but I'm going to go ahead and get this one out there because it covers a lot of issues that I think people are dealing with today. And I want you listeners who are also dealing with what I'm about to tell you to understand you're not alone. And I'm going to give you some resources to uh, to follow up on this because, I've learned and I'm alive and I am very grateful and very grateful for that very thing. So um, what I want to talk to you about is, here again, violence and um, children growing up around it, etc. Um, I'm a domestic violence survivor. Uh, I walked out, in fact, what is today, the 4th, you see the 4th? The 3rd. The 3rd day after tomorrow, it will be seven years that I walked out of his house after he tried to kill me and he put me in ICU for three days, I had both eyes swollen shut, I had all kinds of bones broken, numerous cuts, he beat me with furniture, he beat out I was dead, I was lying halfway in the door and halfway out the door and this was a man, if I told you the name of his company, it's the second largest in the world, but I'm not going to do this for legal reasons, I, I'm not going to do that but he was a very wealthy man. We were not married, but we were about six months away from being married. And when the police got there, I remember I I looked up and I could barely see out of my right eye, and the policeman was crying. He was kneeling over me, crying. And the day I moved out of his house and I got out of the hospital, I had $13 in cash. He cut off all my credit, all my banking, everything. He took everything away from me. He had put 12 of the highest-powered attorneys in Charlotte, North Carolina, on a retainer, so I couldn't hide them. I was literally black and blue still, my face still swollen, but I packed up my car with everything I could put in it. I had $14 in cash, and I had tank of gas, and I put my cat, I had one cat at the time, I put him in the car, and we pulled out of that driveway at 8.35 in the morning. Now, I ran from this man, and I was in hiding for a long time, but... I was Googling just about two months ago, I was going to show my girlfriend his mugshot because I got a few good shots in. i beat him over the nose with his cell phone, and he had a gas on his nose. But, you know, I'm trying to get a little giggle here, but it's not funny. This is not a funny, it's a funny situation. He almost killed me. And when I Googled his name to show her his mugshot, I learned at that moment That he had shot and killed his 20-year-old son in June of this year. And at that moment, I had survivor guilt kick in. I had mourning and grief kick in. I was already dealing with PTSD from the abuse. I had just... Probably a year ago, began having the nightmares and the panic attacks and the night sweats. And no, we're not talking menopause, people. We're talking bona fide PTSD.
3: And to read on a pardon, I said worse than mine. PTSD. To read on a computer
2: screen that the young man you raised as your child was dead.
1: Oh God!
2: Uh, And his father, who almost killed me. Killed his son, and wait till you hear why he shot him. It was 8:35 on a Saturday morning, and we and Dan did not want to get out of bed. Now my question: Where was that gun? How did he get access? Now don't get me wrong, he had a house full of weapons, and I I was already aware of that. But my point is, how did we? How did it go from arguing to him running back to the bedroom or whatever and getting a gun? My, my point being that the communication between parents and children break down to the point where this happens But this happens
1: mm.
2: yeah you know, he tried to kill me he almost did but i fought back and my heart cries every day for that twenty year old boy whose girlfriend that he was two weeks away from marrying is now pregnant
1: with his baby
2: so she'll have a piece of beer to hang on to forever but she won't have Ben, and Ben's mother won't have Ben, and his aunts and uncles won't have Ben, and his friends. You know, he, that man took his own son's life. So I think that we need to get a real handle on the anger in these children and the anger in ourselves. And if you're dealing with a situation, and I'm speaking to the audience, if you're dealing with a situation where there's a, a lack of communication, where there's anger management issues, where there's violence. Trust me when I tell you, if you're with a partner and they have these tendencies, I don't care if you're a man with a woman who's abusive, a woman with a man who's abusive, they won't change. In the moment when they think they're losing you, they're going to cry and get on their knees and and promise you they're going to change and, oh, honey, I'll never do it again. Believe me, I've been down that road too many times with him, and he never changed. So my advice mm-hmm. to anyone out there who has in, even an inkling that the person you're with is capable of putting their hands on you, get out before it happens because it could end like Ben's situation with his daddy.
1: Definitely. It could end
2: with somebody dying. And I gonna tell you something. I love myself, and there is no son of a gun out there in the world that's worth me dying over. I promise you that, folks. How about
1: y'all? Mm-hmm. i else oh, agree
3: you with that one. one. Huh? I'm going to agree with you, but I'm also, going say, I'm also going to add to that. Don't stay with somebody who is verbally abusive either.
2: That's even worse because that psychological and yes. mental abuse gives you scars that you will deal with for the rest of your natural life. I still deal with that today. Believe me, those, bru- those bruises and those broken bones, sure, oh, it was painful. Sure, I hurt like hell for weeks. But you know what? My mind and my heart still hurt today, seven years later, and it's affected my ability to open my heart again to love. It's affected my ability to trust. It's affected my ability to do a lot of things. But I allowed it to happen, and that is my biggest battle right there, forgiving myself. And, people, I don't want to see you all put in that position. I don't want to yeah. see you wake up one day and hate yourself because, believe me, if this happens to you, it will it will be a realization that, oh, my God, I saw the warning times. Why didn't I act on it? Oh, my gosh, he did this. He said that. Why didn't I act on it? People, don't wait. Get out. Get out while they're getting good and get on down the road because it will not change. Now, while y'all talk, I want to post some um some uh, links here uh, about domestic violence. The national hotline. I think that is extremely, extremely important. This website gives a lot of valuable information, a great deal of information, and I want to post that uh, right now to you people. Uh, please, please keep a note of that, male or female. This is a national hotline. They can. I mean, obviously, 911 is your first phone call. Obviously, 911 is your phone. phone call first phone call. Yes, Max, sometimes the most violent are hard to get away from because they instill threat. They, they instill a sense of fear in you that is like none you have ever known. You are afraid to sleep at night. You are afraid to walk behind them, beside them. You are afraid to move. You are afraid to, that if you take a glass out of a cabinet, it's going to make too much noise. You're afraid to ask for a second glass of wine. You're afraid to ask them to pass a potato salad. I mean... Seriously, you you, you, you you start to uh, walk on eggshells. And after I left him, my best friend told me, she said, you know the reason I never wanted to come to your house at the lake? And I said, why? And she said, because you were a different person. You walked on eggshells. You were not the Kathy that I know. Yeah. And I said, why didn't you come out and say that to me then? Mm. See, even people around you see it, and
4: they get scared. Yep. So... Yep. Um, my. my
0: my brother said exactly the same thing I had where it was mental abuse for me, and mm-hmm. I lived with a kid's dad, and it was, he was a HGV truck driver. And some nights he would come in at 7 o'clock at night, and sometimes it would be 9 o'clock at night. So, which was fine. I didn't mind that. You know, I used to get the kids sorted out, I'd get them bathed, ready for bed, and into bed. And some nights he would be home, say, about 8 o'clock. But I put, used to put the kids to bed about half 7 so, and I got mouthed at because I literally had put them to bed too early. Then if I, he said to me, I was going to be, um, he would be home at eight. And then he didn't get it here at te till 10 o'clock, say. And I would have kept them up. He said, why did you keep them up? And I said, because you would tell me off because I put them, not kept them up for you. So we had that. And in the end, I just said, look, forget it. They're just going to bed at seven. If you're here, here. If you're not, you're not. I can't get them out of their routine. It's not fair to them. So I just used to get them to bed at half seven every night. Then it ended up, he used to um, come home, and I used to have the tea ready, right? And this was fine, and this one day, I'd done this big, lovely roast and everything. It was all ready. i have got the table out, you know, the knife and fork, everything all out ready for him. And he he ended up giving me a phone call to say that he would... um, Literally, he'd be home shortly, blah, blah. Then there was an accident on the motorway, and so he was running late. So as soon as he came in, the meal was ready. I put it on the table, and he literally said to me, he said, why have you done this for me at 9 o'clock at night? You know I don't like eating at 9. I said, this was actually ready because you were supposed to be home earlier. He turned, and he had about four mouths full of this food, and then he literally bent down, picked up a piece of fluff or something off the floor, and put it in the middle of the meal. And then put the fork and knife down. And do you know what I can honestly say? That I told him to... And then I told him I wasn't going to be cooking for him ever again at night. And he could cook his own meals when he came home from work because there was no way I was going to waste my kid's time with him, uh, cooking his tea for when he come home for him to do that. You can forget it. What finished us off was the one night we ended up having a row I went into the bathroom to get away from it all because I couldn't cope with it anymore. I went into the bathroom. He come charging into the bathroom. I couldn't hold the door anymore. I pulled the door, and as I pulled the door, he come charging past me and fell towards the bath. But as he went to fall towards the bath, he went to hit me. And I said to him, I looked at him, and I said, I have always said that if anybody ever went to hit me, any bloke went to hit me, I'd be at the door the following day, and nothing's going to change that. Tomorrow, me and the kids are out of here. You've been warned enough times. The Good next day, I got a van yep. uh, and I literally got me and my kids out of there and I left on that day. I would never, ever, ever, and I will say this over and over again I will never stay with a guy that will hit me. If he can hit me, he can hit my children and I'm not willing to stay in that sort of crap. No That's way. That's exactly right.
2: That's
0: exactly right. It, it, was, it was pathetic things. It's like when you're bullied at school. It's no different. He would actually come in from work, and if, I, say, for instance, the kids had gone to, be, gone to bed, I'd do a quick tidy up, the bin would be full. He would complain to me that the bin was full. Uh-huh. He would go mad, saying, you idle cow, you haven't even emptied the bin. No, because I've just spent the last hour before you walked in the door being a twat, um, actually clearing all up, and I put all the rubbish in the bin. No. Mm. You know what I mean, uh, and, and that unreal. mental abuse. I've actually said to my mates, I wish that sometimes he would have just punched me so I would have walked out rather than taking all that mental abuse and thinking it's okay. I mean, don't get me wrong, I wasn't perfect, so I soon gave him a mouthful back, but it was all the time. Well, all the time. You know what?
2: exactly and and i and I look back now and, and it's embarrassing to say this, but I saw all the warning signs we were sitting in the den one night in front of the fireplace, and it was winter, and he did have an alcohol problem, and that always put me on edge when I could tell he had just had that one glass of wine too many and um he actually got up from across the room, walked over to me, and spit in my face, and then threw his drink on me, and made me clean the mess up and i I I lay another time in the kitchen floor on the, you know, the hard Italian tile floors, and he was sitting on my chest, slamming my head into the floor, telling me that he was going to kill me, telling me over and over again that he was going to kill me. And we lived on a lake. Now, his brother, who is just as much of a demon as he is, and his wife, his brother and sister-in-law were in the house that night. They were downstairs. We had a like a, 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 a mother-in-law apartment downstairs in the house, and, and and my ex was a wealthy man, so it was a big house and nice property and gated community. Um, and and here again, let me remind you, I left with fourteen dollars in cash and a half tank of gas. But you have to take that leap of faith. You have to believe in yourself. Before anyone breaks you down to the point that you can't believe in yourself, you better hightail out of that situation because the only person you can rely on is yourself. So you better get your mind together, you better get your heart in the right place, and you better buck up and get tough. But his brother, the next morning, because I called the police on him that night, and they came out, when he beat beat my head on the floor, they came out and removed him from the house. It was his house, not mine, his house. Removed him from the house and made him and of course his brother and sister-in-law followed with him they went to a hotel the next day they came back and I had started packing my things. and um, his brother and sister-in-law backed me in the same room in the kitchen sat me in a corner and he had his hand around my neck his brother did and he pointed up the, uh, the 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 glass doors to the lake and he said you know what I'm going to do I'm going to tuck Tie your AWS up, and I'm going to put you in the boat. I'm going to take a razor blade and slice you so you bleed. Then we're going to tie concrete blocks to you and drop you by the dam. with a the catfish that are as big as cars. We'll eat you before you're ever even noticed gone missing. And that's what I'm running from today still is that his brother is out there. Now, my ex is on house arrest, but his brother is out there today, and he's so afraid that I'm going to surface to testify in this case. And my case is not relevant to this case, so that won't happen. But if there was any way that I could put this man under, if I could just bury him under the prison system, I would. Because it's going to happen to another woman. It's going to happen to another person. It's going to happen again. Because because he is a wealthy man, uh, now remember, remember the story. He shot and killed his own child. He mm. is out a $100,000 bond living in his home, with an ankle bracelet, and alcohol monitoring. That's it. No. It's
3: horrible.
2: Does that not disgust everybody in the chat room? It sure as hell does Definitely. me.
3: Definitely. That's less than disgusting.
2: It's over my shoulder all the time. And that's no way for me to live. But I'll tell you why. You ain't trying to hurt me again. it will be the last person who hurts. And y'all heard it here. Yeah. Heard another person if he comes at me again.
1: Yeah. Him off the but,
0: but do you know what Kathy? And I've got to say to everybody, Kathy is I have never met. Kathy lives in America. I live in the UK, and I speak to Kathy every single day.
4: And mm-hmm. I spoke
0: to her only a few days ago, and I said you've got loads bottled up that I can't get to. She you what you mean? And I said you've got loads literally stashed inside, and can I just say that. It doesn't matter what that twat did to her right now. All I've got to say about this lady is that she has got my utmost respect. She is amazing. She smiles to the world even when the world's falling around apart all around her. She is an amazing lady. And although I would never want this to happen to her, I always say to people, people that have gone through this literally see life in such a total, total different way but you need to release this. And this is what this show is going to be all about. Well, I think we will probably be doing this every Monday night and it is where Mm -hmm. people can come and release. And that's what we meant. And when we said that show, we all laughed about this come and release, but it's literally where you can release your past and you can move on with your life. The only thing that's stopping Kathy at this moment, moving on with her life is the fact that she's still holding on to the past, not in a, in, in a, a funny tamper way, in the sense of she can't go over it. This this lady is just amazing, and I love her so much, and it's took such a lot of guts to come in here and say all that, and she's had to go through so much. And people will know that I've listened to the Asu show for quite a while, that I did a two-hour show the one day and said about the fact that I, I have got depression, um, that I, don't, I, don't, I haven't been to the doctors about. I mean, they know that it's there, but I'm not taking anything. And I, you can either sit there and you can go over and over in your head until it literally eats away or you can release it and let the world know. Trust me, mm-hmm. there is no better way than telling the world that what's going on, on in your life so you can release it out in the air and just re- fill yourself back up with the love that you deserve. Absolutely.
2: And and those key words, are the love we all deserve. And, you know, yesterday I was here at home and I was watching animal planet and they have a special on about uh, born wild and these were children who were abandoned by their families and you can actually look this up uh, one was the chicken boy of Fiji uh, his parents put him in a cage under the house with chickens and as when they found him over and this this young woman was doing all the research but he had had an epileptic seizure, and his parents apparently had thought he was possessed by demons, and they, they cast him out. Uh, there was a dog girl of the Ukraine, and a, a story after story after story on feral children. But the, the one sentence that kept resonating through every single person that was interview, interviewed is that love and time heal all. Love and time you all. It's because of my friends and I'm going to use Sue as a good example because she has given me unconditional love She's given me friendship. She has given me attention to listen when I want to talk. And we do talk several times a day. And we laugh together and we cry together and we anger together and we do all kinds of things. But you know what? I do feel that I have a kindred spirit with Sue. And we were meant to do these shows and we were meant to talk together. And we were meant to share our experiences so that someone else hopefully will not have to go through this. And we catch you in time and can pass on some education and links and uh, articles that, that you can research yourself because we don't want anyone to go through what we have. But love does heal. Love and time heal.
0: And the other thing is people need to realize we've got connections all over the world. If we haven't got a connection, we'll find one. So
4: Absolutely.
0: if you're sitting at home right now and you are going through this and you can't see a way out, trust me, with the Ask Sue Show, I don't care if we have to ring every single number in the phone book. We will literally find Okay, so if you're stuck in a situation, we don't like we've got contacts in Australia, Germany, America, the UK, Ireland, everywhere. You know, if there's people out there that are literally going through at the moment and you feel that you're not strong enough, you will find the strength, but you also need to get some friends to be there, even if it's just about a phone call when it's all over or whatever, because sometimes you can get the adrenaline to leave. But it's not until you leave that then you realize what you're in. And when you stand on the outside and look into what you were, that's when your emotions catch up with you.
3: Absolutely. Because you
0: literally sit there and you think, right, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. And the next day you go. And everyone's adrenaline pumping. You've got to get everyone ready. And you've got to make sure it's all, you're out of there before they come home. And everything's pumping and you literally just don't know what to do next. And you're like, I need to sort this out. I need to sort out where I'm staying tonight. I need to do this. I need to get money. I need to make sure everything's hidden before they've left. You get mm-hmm. out there and you go to somebody's house, then you sit down, you're having a cup of tea, and all of a sudden, your emotions go mental. That mm-hmm. is when all of a sudden, it's whoosh. Exactly. That is when everything exactly. catches up, and when you need that phone call to literally be able to say, I've done it. I'm out of there.
2: And, and, and if you Oh, no, Sorry. Go Carry on. Now, I was going to say, that moment you're talking about, it honestly feels, you can feel the chains release you. You can feel because your emotions, your psyche, everything has kept you wrapped in chains. Fear has kept you wrapped in chains. And when you finally work up the courage, and you're the only source for that courage. You can't get it from another person. You can get support from them, but you can't get that courage. And it takes that courage to make that first step to leave that situation, and once you do, you will feel an enlightenment and a freedom that you never felt before in your life, and you will not want to go back once you feel that freedom.
0: Yeah, exactly. This, you know,
2: in doing my research today, I found a website, and, um... And, and and actually, even though it's probably from the United States, there is such a huge amount of information on this site. And empowerment is what it's about, people, empowerment, preparing yourself for taking that act, that first move that you make to leave that situation. It's called the hotline. And I want to say something about this website that I was so impressed with. When you open this website, there's a little... Uh, a, a, a separate box that opens up at the top of the screen, and that box warns you about if you're worried about someone looking over your shoulder or seeing you research this page, this is a quick exit button. Hit this button immediately. And if you don't, if you don't believe me, folks, I mean, you do it the the, um, the the site right now. There it is the hotline.org. Click on that page, and you'll see that little box come open. They actually, these people really hit my heart because they know exactly what, what was going through my mind. I had, I used to go to the library to research abuse and to research organizations and how I could get out. And you know where I went that day when I pulled out of that driveway at 835, December of 2005? I pulled out of our gated community, and I was going back to the town that I was familiar with. And out of the clear blue, out of the clear blue, and I'm not, you can't make this stuff up, folks. My phone rings, What's up, rings. And it is a man that I have been talking to online in a, um, a chat room about domestic violence. And it was not a sex chat room, nothing like that, no naughtiness going mm-hmm. on. But out of the clear blue, he called me. Now, that was my way of being – I knew right then that the universe was taking care of me because I I took that leap of faith to leave. And before I could even turn toward Charlotte, I was on the phone with a man who was saying to me, turn around and come towards Raleigh. Come to a place where nobody knows you. Come to a place where you have no people – friends in common with him, because you need a safe place to come to. Meet me at this location, and I will make sure you're safe. I went to meet him. Him and his wife were there together. They rented me a sweet hotel room. They took me to a supermarket. They filled my room up with every kind of food you could possibly think of. This was two people that I've never laid my eyes on before in my life. And when they left, there were five $100 bills laying on the counter and they checked on me every day, and I ended up staying there for two weeks, and one morning I got up, and I went to a, a supermarket called Whole Foods, and they have a prepared food section where you can go in and get, you know, uh, your 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 salads, your, your veggies, and you can buy them by the cartons, you know, they'll put them in containers for you, and the little always came out from behind the counter, good morning, can I help you and she she was she looked like Peter Pan. she was about five feet tall, and she kept bouncing up from behind the counter, trying to see me and we ended up talking, and she had left New York to come down and get away from her abusive husband and I ended up renting a room in her house for the next nine months. It was like my angel. it was like I could not have dreamed of a more perfect scenario that happened to me after I took the faith to walk out of that house. And I pulled out of that driveway with my cat. And you know what? I have never looked back. I've never looked back. All I did was go and be at peace and rebuild my heart and rebuild my strength and my courage and my, my mind to know that I'm not a bad person and I never deserved what he gave me. And you don't either, people, any of you listening to me right now, that maybe I just touched a chord in your heart, you don't deserve to be treated that way. and You don't deserve that sadness. Everyone deserves love and to be appreciated. To have someone make you smile every day.
0: Exactly. So I
2: hope you, if there's any of you out there listening who are in this situation, I really hope that that you stay on for the rest of the show. I really hope that you go to some of the links. I've got all the links that Sue and Max and I are sharing. Um, I I just really hope that today is the first day of the rest of your life and that it changes today, that it stops today. I want you to take a deep breath, folks. It stops today. We're helping you. Okay, I'm done. Okay, I'm sitting here. i got to go down my nose. I'm sorry. I'm crying.
0: (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. If, do you know what? If I had an applause button on this show, you would be getting it, cathy. Now, this is what it's all about. And I can remember when I did the two-hour show about my depression. I, I will find the link, and I will put it on the Ask Sue show later. And the thing I like about the Ask Sue show is where this is natural. This is people being ordinary people. This is no fake show. We don't need to make up fake characters or stuff like that. At the end of the day, this is when it's for real. This is the Ask Sue I've actually um, spoken to Cathy and Sean and said about the fact that people are trying to get me on bigger shows. And even if I went on bigger shows, I wouldn't want a manager. I wouldn't want to have a radio station or a telly or whatever it may be in the future. I will never, ever, ever sign a contract that lets them control me. The Ask Sue show is all about myself, about the real me, and about the real people around me. And that includes every single one of you. So whatever your problems are, please give us a call in, three four seven three two seven nine six nine four, Or you can call in from the UK, 001-347-327-9694. Please give us a call in. We are here to help you. And if you want the show every Monday night like this, please give us a shout in the chat room or give us an email, asksueshow at com. Please give us a call in. Dee, thank you very much for calling in, love. We've got a couple more yeah. callers. Hope okay. You're okay. And please oh, keep I'm, your chin up, love, won't you?
3: I will. I I, I really will. Think, things are beginning to look up after having connected yesterday with my cousin, who assured me everything was going to be okay.
0: And that's the thing, Dee, spiritualism can help as well, can it? So thanks very much it, it, for calling in. It, it, it can. Okay, take care. Thank Good you.
3: luck. Cheers, love.
2: Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye.
3: Bye-bye.
0: And I'd just like to say thank you very much to Dee for calling in because Dee's been on the Ask Sue show a few times and an amazing lady. I know she's gone through a lot of troubles and is definitely getting through the other side, so well done to Dee. Now we've got another caller. Um, hi to area cold 865. Hi, how are you doing?
4: Hello, I'm doing great. Thank, thank you, you
0: for are you calling. Enjoying the show? I'm
4: sorry? Are you enjoying the show? I am. This is my... First time listening to your show, thanks to Kathy. Oh, thank (laughs) you! (laughs) I'm so excited to be on (laughs)
1: here.
4: My name is Lisa.
2: Hi, Lisa. Lincoln Lincoln has been a friend of mine since we were in the first grade together fifty years ago.
0: Oh, but can't have been that long. You're only twenty-one, love.
2: No, this is making me cry because I'm so honored to have her in my life. (laughs) Somebody's been there for me for 50 years. I love her.
4: I love this girl, too. And it's so unreal the way that we even came together today. I mean, we just reconnected on Facebook a a couple years ago, and I feel that we've been crossing each other's paths for a reason. Uh, I told her today she's one of my heroes. She just happened to call me today to let me know uh, her new location and that she was doing the talk show. And my reason for calling is one thing. I want to say, Kathy, you're one of my heroes. I want to let everybody know that. Thank Uh, you, honey. I love you. I admire your your advocacy i admire your heart i admire your personality and and the fact that you are you go out there and take care of things that you believe in that that you have in thank your heart thank you and you do definitely that's what it takes that's what it takes but i'm not a very good speaker i can do things in writing a lot better but i will bear with me um my reason for Lisa. Calling. It's fine. You just Lisa, just take yes. your time, okay? There's no need yes. to rush
0: and you're with us guys. We're just normal, natural people, have all been through whatever. So you just you just take your time whenever you're ready.
4: Okay. Well, I'm ready. Uh my thing is I have a son who, uh, recently turned thirty years old and he has suffered with Well, I don't want to say suffered, but he has had issues with depression off and on most of his life since he was about 10 years old, but I didn't realize it until he was an older adult. Uh, The past four years, he has become a different person. He's been in a very deep depression. He used to be Mr. Smile, make you happy, cut a dry joke and make me laugh my behind off and and never met a stranger you know, was always friendly outgoing, upbeat and and now he is just a shell of himself in fact, I think that he shell-shocked is a word that describes him very well uh, he was an over-the-road truck driver for a couple of years and uh, turned out that was not the life for him, but uh, when he came off the road he was the homeless basically he lived with a friend for a while and then this friend had uh she had children and she was about to get married and move so you know he needed to move on and he was pretty much living on the street in his vehicle and i just couldn't stand that so my husband and i my husband is his stepfather not his biological father Uh, we agreed to invite him back to our home. He had lived with us off and on several times in the past. And out of that three and a half years, he worked for maybe two months. For the most part, he stayed in his room uh, either sleeping, watching TV, on the Internet. And, you know, we tried everything we could to help him, and his response was, I'm fine, I don't need help. I don't have a problem. And there's a term for that. It's called a nosinosia. Um And it's for people who have an illness and they do not recognize that they have an illness. It, you know, some people say, oh, they just don't want to admit it. You know, they are uh, just using you and just living off of you and going to get from you whatever they can. And... Um, you know they're not worth anything they want to get don't want to get up and do anything for themselves, but some people cannot when they have a mental illness and there are so many and different illnesses and then there are so many subsets of each illness you know, and so many of the symptoms overlap and are common in several different illnesses so it's that's one thing is it makes it very difficult to diagnose and You know, one thing I want to ask for today for whoever out there believes in God, has faith, and can say a prayer, please say a prayer for my son and for all those suffering and living with mental illness. Um, I do want to do a little bit of education and let people know that it is a brain disorder. It's, It's not something, a flaw in someone's personality. You know, it's not a bad attitude thing. Um, it's it, like I said it's genetic it's environmental um, you know and it can be from trauma someone who's had a head trauma can can develop a mental illness because you know the neurotransmitters are are, are misfiring so to speak and mm-hmm.
1: uh,
4: they can create these things but there is such a stigma attached to people with mental illness that so many people will not seek help because they do not want people to know
1: They
4: they do not want people to look at them and say oh my god he's nuts he's there's something wrong with him you know it's actually something just like diabetes or or cancer or you know any other physical illness it is a physical illness but it Originates in your brain, and there is uh, NAMI uh, in the United States is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Uh, you know they focus on brain research to help bring those who around to believing who think that anything coming from your brain is from your head is, you know, just you're a a head job or whatever, <laughs> whatever term people use, and. I just want to get the word out that there is help. There are many different um, centers. Uh, Many of them are volunteer-based, you know. Uh, You know, there are some uh, state-funded organizations and health centers that can help. Uh, Sometimes it takes a little bit of research. It took me several, I don't know how how many hours I put in uh, searching on the internet and talking to different professionals trying to educate myself so I could help my son Um, and the bad thing is that we had to kick him out of our house a few months ago because his behavior due to his mental illness uh, was becoming such that it wasn't a good thing for him to still be living with us And it was something that I struggled with. I had people tell me, you know, friends and professionals tell me, well, you're enabling him. You need to quit enabling him. Uh, You need to kick him out and and tell him to, you know, man up and, and do his part. Well, you know, I'm a mom. I love my son. I can't kick a son out, especially one who has a mental illness. But I prayed about it. I started going to the NAMI support group in locally here in Tennessee, and you know, became a little more educated about things. I was in a support group with other people who had. Uh, this was a family at uh, support groups, so families who also had loved ones with mental illnesses, and it's it was just amazing. How comfortable I felt going into that group, and and how easy it was to speak up because everyone has similar situations and similar problems, and um that to me, that is one thing that I would suggest to anyone any any person who has a loved one, a friend, or family with a mental illness, or even suspects that they have a mental illness, to find a support group near them and to go there. But my Uh, Back to my son, he's been living in a homeless shelter for a few years. I mean, I'm sorry, a few months. And uh, that's extremely hard for me to deal with, but with the help of God and support of family and friends, I am dealing with it, and I'm okay. Uh, I know that he is going to have to admit himself that he has a problem before he can get help because he's... For 18, I can't force him into treatment, and that was the biggest roadblock I came up against when I was trying to find help for him.
1: Lisa, you
2: say I'm your hero. I want to tell you something, honey. You're my hero. Listeners, and and we have talked about this before in phone calls that we've had to one another. I honor you for the courage that it took you and is taking you now on a daily basis. The courage that it took you, to to face this, to do the research yourself you're active in this and folks when I called Lisa before the show she was currently at that moment volunteering with the National Alliance on Mental Health she was, she was doing she was actively out there people she's not just a talker she's actually doing these things and she is an angel and I know Lisa she is a fighter and she won't give up and she'll do whatever it takes and Lisa I think you've got a lot of people calling you their hero right now because I'm, I stand in front of you in awe you're amazing woman, and what a wonderful
4: blessing it is that, that he has a mother like you.
0: Definitely.
4: I just mm-hmm. hope that he realizes someday, not that I'm a wonderful mother, but that I love him enough to to do these things for him. Um, I will. And, I mean, I know he will. I have faith, but I know that it's going to take time and... And it's just the in between. I've got I'm going to the support groups, and I've I've been propelled to go do something. And the volunteering has helped me because I can help other people go in the right direction. I'm not a psychiatrist, psychologist. I have no degrees to help anyone in that direction, but I can help them find the resources that they need for themselves or their loved ones. And like, but, if that is. You know,
0: do you know lisa though the one thing that gets me every time and firstly i've got to take my hat off to you because it does it is hard to go on the radio and speak from the heart which you have and kathy has, and i have in the past but also don't you find that a lot of these families i i find this with, with a lot of things you know what i mean I, I'll, I'll tell you a little story my mum one day myself and my mum, when, when we were talking um we were in town and she said to me she went sue That chap over there is the one that's just lost his wife. Do you know what I told you? And I said, so, what are you doing here? And she went, what do you mean? I went, why don't you go over there and go and speak to him? She went, oh, no, but he'll get upset. And I went, and? I said, you'd speak to him any other week, so why aren't you speaking to him today? She went, yeah, but he'll get all upset. I said, so you're going to leave him on the other side of the road and not speak? And she went, no, but I said, just please, just go over there. And even if you just say, I'm sorry, love, to hear about your wife... Uh, You know, my deepest sympathy. Just say something. So she went over, and I stayed on the other side because I didn't know him very well. And she went over. Anyway, he obviously burst into tears, and she spoke to him for a couple of minutes, and she come back, and she went, oh, my goodness. And I said, what? Is he all right? And she went, everybody, Sue, has avoided him this morning. I'm the first person that spoke to him. And this goes back to the same thing. Everybody always asks, will always ask you about how's your son. And I always say to people, when you've got other pe- the people have got situations like that, your son has got the mental condition, okay? But the hardest part is the person that stood by the side of him who is trying to fight for him, especially when they're turning and saying, I haven't got a problem.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: those people that are sat on the outside. It's the people with family members that have got Alzheimer's. Those people have yeah. to deal with that. The people who have got the Alzheimer's. To be fair, half the time don't even realise they've got it, but don't realise the heartache it's causing to families. And this exactly. is the thing: it's the families that need as much support as the actual victims of this.
4: And, and you right. really they really need the support me. as well as the person with yes. the illness. Yes. Absolutely,
0: because at the end of the day you're the support people, you're the ones that are there in the middle of the night when they wake up with the nightmares, when they wake up with the problems, when they get up in the morning, who's the first person that gets it? It's you guys, and you're telling me you have to go on the internet to source the information? What on earth? You should be able to go to your local doctor and say to them, John, I I am so stressed out at the moment, I don't know if I'm coming or going, this, this and this is happening, and where can I go? These doctors haven't got a clue.
4: You're right. You know, it's, it's all
0: like them going, they go right. on these courses, they get all these letters behind the name, but have any of them actually got common sense or have actually dealt or spoken to a family that acts actually had to deal with these things?
2: You're right. Mm-hmm. Do you mean? so right.
0: I, there's so many people that just want to literally... I'm not saying they, everybody needs a radio show. I've, of course not. I'm saying everybody just needs somewhere where they can release and be with people that are dealing with the same sort of thing. People that have dealt with it. There's probably a woman, a lady out there that's listening to the show that's saying, do you know what, I've been in exactly the same place as Lisa, um, this is what I did, and now my son is now back friends with me, we're best of friends, he's, he's getting the medication he needs, he's getting the help, the support he needs, we ne- you can do it this way, that way, and that way, do you mean? If anybody's actually listening that can relate with Kathy or relate with Lisa, please get in touch with the show, asksueshow at com or give us a call into the show, 347-327-9694. Give us a call in, because this is the thing, Lisa, there is just, it's just wrong that you're having to source the information to find out what is needed.
4: Right. And may I provide some information on your show?
0: Yes, please. You can? Go you? ahead.
4: Okay. Now, I don't have the information for the U.K., but I do have information for people in the United States. Uh, Okay. If you have a loved one or if you have an illness yourself or even suspect it, uh, I'm going to give you three websites and three phone numbers. Uh, The first one is the national NAMI. It's www.nami.org. And okay. for each specific state, it is www.nami.tennessee is T N. If you live in Pennsylvania, it's .dot pa .dot org. Uh, so whatever your state abbreviation is, www.nami .dot your state abbreviation .dot org. And that there's a lot of information on those websites. Uh, information to search uh, the illnesses, support groups. There are classes. Uh, There are numbers for crisis lines. And there is also a place to go and search for your nearest local affiliate. Uh, If you don't have a computer or you would rather make a phone call, I've got numbers. Uh, The National NAMI. Number is eight hundred nine five zero six two six four. The Tennessee organization is eight hundred four six seven three five eight nine. For the Knoxville affiliate, the eight hundred number is eight hundred seven seven one five four nine one. Or if you're local, uh, the local number for the Knoxville affiliate is 865 602
2: 7807. Lisa, I copied those and, and typed those in when you were speaking. I, they're in the chat room. I put the numbers in just now. Awesome. Thank you, Kathy. You're welcome, honey. You're welcome. You're welcome. Hey, you're a little-
0: could you, right, sorry, Lisa, could you please? Sorry, Lisa, could you put please put any links that you've got um, straight onto the Our Sue Show group afterwards as well?
4: I will do that.
0: You know, even if even if you want to do a bit of a paragraph about it and and stuff, that would be just brilliant because you know there's going to be people that missed the show that can't read into the chat room. So please, you know, anybody who needs any support, please go to the Ask Sue Show group straight after the show, and we will put as many links as we can on there. And we'll be like last time, I'll copy the chat and I'll put all of the different links on there onto the group. But also we'll get Lisa and Kathy if there's any other links we can put on, we'll put them on too.
4: Okay, and one more thing I would like to put out there is um, if you have issues, and there are times you you run into brick walls. I ran into so many brick walls. I have brick imprints on my forehead
0: <laughs>
4: when I was trying to when I was trying to find help. Um, but write your congressman, your legislators uh, for brain research. Uh, For more help, for mental health, because for your physical health, your insurance covers so many different things. But for mental health, it's a little tougher to get. It's sometimes like squeezing blood from a turnip. Mm -hmm. But if you let your legislators and congressmen, senators, let, let them know what you need, what you want to see, Write them a letter. I don't care if it's just a note on a an envelope that you ripped open today. Just write it. They'll get it. Yeah. Strength in numbers. The more people that do this, the more recognition we're going to get, the more help that we're going to get for mental health.
2: You're so right, Lisa. We have to speak up. And you're right. There is power in numbers, and that's one of the goals behind Susan's every year with the shows, we talk about so many different subjects on different days, and we want people to also remember that these shows are archived. So anyone who's listening, if you have someone, a family member or a friend, and you think they could benefit from the information in this show today, please find the link to the archive show. It'll be posted on the page that, she, that Sue and Max are posting. Um, find that link, and they can listen to it tonight, or listen to it tomorrow, or when they, whenever they can sit down and give their undivided attention to the show. Then it's available in the archives. So, and, and Lisa, you know, you can please remember that too, so that you can go back and listen to you know the show today if you want to, or obviously share with someone that you think might benefit from the show too. Oh, I
4: have many, many people in mind right now.
2: Good, exactly. good. Maybe you can bring some to us. Because Sue and I are always like sponges. I know we talk a lot, but you know what? I love learning. And any time someone can share what you share shared today, that increases my level of awareness. And for that, I am grateful.
0: Yes, definitely. Um, the other thing is, um, Lisa, the thing with the asu Sue show is we are always saying this. and I, the, I, I, I Do you know what? If I had £10 for every time I said this saying right, I would be a millionaire and I could actually fund even bigger radio station right now. I just want to say to people, with the Ask Sue Show, we do loads of different groups. And everybody says, oh, another group. All of the groups and all of the pages have a reason for it, okay? Now, Mm -hmm. I want to say to people, we have got, hey, Mr. Government, globally, okay? This is the umbrella of the Ask Sue Show's. Every single group, every single page, and everything that I do is all under that umbrella. Reason being, until we all unite and all stand up to our governments and say to them, we want to change in all of these different laws, all these different things that they set up that they know, let me just say, shit all about. Yeah. They, until we stand up to them and unite and all sign a petition or do a protest or literally make a voice, we are going to get nowhere. Lisa is going to be one of millions of people that are in exactly the same place. And until we all stand together with Lisa and with people like them, also, you know, we're doing animal advocate, you know, until all the people who think that this animal cruelty is wrong, until all those people get together, we're not going to be able to do anything. The word, special word with everything that I do on the Ask Sue show is unite. Unite until that's right. everybody stands under a united umbrella and says enough is enough you're gonna have to keep moaning and keep crying over all of these subjects because we're not gonna get anywhere until everybody stands together. And I don't know how many times I have to keep saying that. Uh,
4: you're gonna have to say it many times a day. Every day. Exactly. <laughs> we do. <laughs> we do get your rest. United we stand. Yeah. We're not going to take it
2: anymore. We're tired of it. You know, we don't settle for what they want us to have. They need to be making what we want to have a reality, and that's recognition and respect and consideration. Yes. Exactly.
0: And and the thing is, um, Lisa, what people also need to realize is society and the government are two different groups of people that need to take on board that they are wrong. In the sense of, until the society realizes they've got to stand up and have a voice, we're always going to be walked over. We are 95% of the world, okay? 5% is the government. Until 95% wake up and smell the roses and see that we have actually got a voice, that 5% of people are going to rule us. You're right. But, mm. but this 95% of people are still asleep. Mhm. Uh-huh. And and, and the amount of rants and shouting and, and, I mean, to be fair, I've even had people have a go at me on Facebook saying, but you're being too abrupt, I'm being funny, not being funny, but I'm sick of being nice. This niceness of, please, Mr. Government, please can we have, and us coming back with, no, you can't have that grant for that. No, you can't have this help for this. No, because it's paying for your posh new cars and your lovely government buildings and all of you different lots to have all these millions of pounds that we apparently haven't got. Um, until everybody stands up for that, we're not going to get anywhere.
4: All
0: right, and we we help pay for those
4: things. Oh, oh, we help pay for those things. Yeah. Absolutely, and we
0: Absolutely. actually vote them people in.
2: <laughs> You're right. You're right. And uh, our recent election shows that even our vote doesn't count. So that's a that's that's for a Saturday show, though. That's that's my Saturday rant.
1: <laughs> yes, definitely, <laughs> but, um, definitely. Me <laughs>
0: oh yeah sorry lisa we're going to have to move on to the next call we've got another call waiting on but please um you're welcome on the Ask Sue show anytime you like if there's any help that we can give or if you can offer any help to our listeners please you know give us a shout on the Ask Sue show group and um you're welcome on here anytime you like thank you so much for calling in L- lisa
2: well thank you so much uh girlfriend let's talk on the phone tonight okay we'll, we'll talk
4: later okay lisa Okay, thanks. Thank you so much for what you guys do, and thank you for giving me a voice today.
2: Oh, honey, oh, anytime,
4: you like love. You, anytime, I love you,
2: Lisa. Thank you for calling in. Love you. Bye. <laughs> okay, <laughs> love you love. too, Lisa. Bye, love. Bye.
0: Bye. I love my and I would like to thank Lisa for calling into the show today. It is people like Lisa that are going to make this show grow. And listen, you have all got a voice. You've got a chance to call. I've got to a wait to, caller waiting on the line. We'll come to you in just a moment. 347-327-9694 is the number to call. If you've got a voice and you're not scared to use it, this is the show to come to. Please give us a call in. 347-327-9694. And so we'll go to the next caller. Hi, welcome to the Ask show. Who's online? Hi, how are you doing? I'm okay, thank you. Who are we talking to?
1: This is Christina from Dallas, Texas.
0: Hi, Christina. Hi, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I've been uh, I've been listening to the show,
2: and it's good that y'all have a topic like that you're discussing.
0: Okay. And have you got a, have you got a story to tell or something you want to have a good rant about? Oh, she seems to have disappeared. Christina, are you still there? Hello? Oh no, we seem to have lost Christina. Um Area Code eight six five, are you on the line?
2: That that was Lisa,
0: I think eight six five of T Tennessee. All well, right. Hi, is that Lisa on the
4: phone? Am I on the phone again? Oh. <laughs> 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 hi, Lovey. Joe, so- you know
0: it's so funny, one call dropped. It said that you dropped and then it says you're back here.
4: <laughs> well, I I ended the call and I'm like, Oh, I can't listen anymore so I called back just to listen. <laughs>
0: it's okay, I'll put you on hold so you can listen, love, okay?
4: Okay. Thanks.
1: Thank you, much. Oh, bless all the
0: fun here, honestly. If, if yes. Christina would like to call in again, we seem to have lost you somewhere, and I don't know where. So, um, Christina, please call back in. Um, you're welcome to call back into the show. Um, oh, dear. I, I don't know where she went. Bless her. But if anybody else would like to call in, 347 327 9694, give us a call in. Um, you know, we need you to call in to be able to be part of the show and also for us to be able to share the awareness as well. So please give us a call in and so we can help you as well. Uh, quick hello to everybody in the chat. Let's do a quick shout out. We've got Bill, we've obviously got Catherine in there, we've got Mona, we've got Pam, we've got Max, we've got Rats Heebie Jeebie, and we've got Terry. Hi to all of you. And also to the two guests we've got in the chat room, please sign into Blog Talk Radio. It literally does take a couple of minutes, and it doesn't even cost you. Just please sign into Blog Talk Radio. It will just take a small moment. Um, Mike, if Christina would please like to call in again. Uh, We don't seem to have you back online, so please give us another call, um, and we'll, uh, by all means, bring you back in. So how are you feeling, Kathy? Are you okay there, love? I'm
2: feeling great. I'm looking over my notes, and, and everything that we've talked about does eventually and almost unanimously lead to one word that we're all so familiar with, and that is stress. How many yeah. of you out there in the chat room are falling victim to stress? I think we all are. Uh, one uncle, my- thumbs
0: up. with <laughs> me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I have both my hands in the air. Thank heavens for speakerphone, right? Um, I <laughs> do, uh, there's one thing. I have a website here, effects of stress on the brain. Uh, I found out some interesting, interesting things today in researching this stress. And uh, quite honestly, there's a list of things. That, um, that says things about, I found these rather interesting because I can relate to so many of them, migraine, intention, headaches, neck ache and pain, heartburn, cramps or nausea, breathing difficulty, chest pain, anxiety and nervousness or guilt, depression or moodiness, increase or decreased appetite. Here again, this word guilt comes up. Nightmares, frequent, uh, increased perspiration cold hands and feet. I mean this list goes on and on and on. Even a sensitivity to light and sound, ringing in the ears, frequent colds. And I've been battling a cold for months now. So I know that I fall fall right into those under a great deal of stress. But these links that I want to share with you are the effects that stress has on our body. Uh, the first one I shared with you was stress and the brain. This is a link right here that I want to share that stress has on the body itself. And, uh, you know, here, like I I told you all, you know, I'm 56, and uh, every morning when I get out of bed, uh, you know, and that that cereal, Rice Krispies, that crackle pop, well, that's my body. (laughs) Every morning I'm like, oh, where's the ibuprofen, the Advil? (laughs) And I realize now, really, I mean, I, I realize the effects of stress, and i really got to try and focus. Uh, one thing, um, I get very wound up, Sue, you know we both do, and I, we both don't sleep well because we've got so much going through our brain. And one of my closest and dearest friends, Lana, she called me this afternoon and she always asked me, are you eating right? Have you drank enough water today? How did you sleep last night? And it's almost <laughs> like she has an empathetic headache with me. Because she'll call me and say, Have you got a headache? Well yes, Lana, I do. I thought so. I have one too, and she tells me that I need to start doing something at night. And uh, oh, thank you, Max. I say he. He says she doesn't look over forty. <laughs>
1: oh, thank you, Max. <laughs> Good luck. um,
2: But I'm going to have to start doing something at night. Like uh, I, I learned how to knit and crochet when I was a child, and I'm going to have to start doing something that we, that takes my focus off my thinking and puts it on my hands in what I'm doing, whether it's artwork or whether it's knitting, whether it's cooking, whatever. Well, I don't need to be cooking at night before I go to bed. We've established that fact. So. <laughs> but, but, but really, there. I mean, in doing this research, I, I tend to combine the information that I'm reading on the screen with the information that I'm getting from my friends. And you know what? Uh, those two sources together are saying the same thing. So I've got to redirect my focus to get more sleep at night. I've got to start winding down uh, because I'm one of these people that will punch the pillow because I can't sleep. I get so wound up in my day, and I get so wrapped up in my project. And, you know, Sue, we deal with a lot of subjects that really, you and I both are thinkers. And, unfortunately, we're talkers, and we share. But that, that information is still going through our brains. So yep. maybe I need to take up knitting, and I can I can knit you a sweater, and you can knit me a sweater, and we can send You've them You've got off no the-
0: chance of me knitting. <laughs> I gave up textiles at school. I hate knitting, cross-stitch, and all that. And I actually told my teacher there is no point in me being taught how to do cross-stitch because I am never, ever going to do it. And she said, oh, you never know. I said, I really do know. It doesn't interest me in the slightest. I tried knitting, and the piece of thing that I did, um, there was more holes in it than in a cauldron. So in a colander, I should say, not a cauldron. Um, Honestly, absolute no point at all.
2: Oh, you're so funny. Well... You know, we, we do need to um to, to, to try and take our mind off of um and I'm not talking about just you and me, I'm talking about everyone in the room, um, dealing with um uh having trouble sleeping at night. Rat right, goes to the gym most days for two hours, pump out the stress. See, that's wonderful. That's wonderful to be able to get that exercise and get that stress out. And I try walking. I do try and do that. Um, I have to really watch my back because I've had back surgery, but I, I'm a success story, so and I don't have any pain right now. But, you know, here again, at my age, I need to kind of ease into it, but something's got to... I've got to incorporate something into my in my schedule to get this stress, you know, a large part of it relieved, uh, because after reading the articles I read today, what I'm doing to my body is unforgivable. I mean, it's once, once you're aware of something and you do nothing about it, then you have no one to blame but yourself. So, you know, I, I do want to, to start doing something. Believe me. What do you do for stress relief, Sue?
0: Um, <laughs> it's so funny. We, I was talking to Sean's just said actually, and Max has just said into the um, chat room about meditation. And do you know, what? I've never been able to meditate because I can never switch off. I'm, I'm always thinking, it's like, but do you know what, last night, me and Bill actually went and had a pint in a pub, right, and it wasn't, even if I hadn't had the pint, it wasn't that, it was just a change of scenery, just having, getting out there and just being sociable, do you know what I mean, just getting out there and just unwinding, and it was just lovely, it, you know, not as if we got the money to go out or anything, but you know when you just need that change, and you just need to step out of the, out of the, Step out of it all and just do you know what I mean? Well how you tell you
2: yourself. And if people really knew how many hours a day you and I both spend focused on all these different subjects, first off, a lot of them wouldn't believe how many hours it really is. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: we we go far, far, far above workaholics.
1: We are not even
2: we we left that term a long time ago. We are like fanatical maniacs about Research and information, and these groups, and education, and sharing, and you know that that's what drives us. And going out and having a pint—oh my goodness me, that was a real splurge, now Sue. <laughs> no, that yep. you deserve that. You need to get away from the four walls of your home we need to venture out you know like I have I have the beach here and I have um, a lake nearby and I love going and feeding the ducks you know when I get stale bread I go and it's very peaceful to sit there on the bank of the lake and the little ducks come up to my feet and I feed them and maybe one or two iguanas you know I always take something with me for all the other animals and that's a very peaceful time and honestly I do feel more relaxed when I do that because I'm not a candidate for meditation either no way no way Can't it doesn't do it. happen
0: do you know what I'm really lucky in the sense of and it's like everybody says you don't appreciate what you've got around you until you, you you know when you get somebody else who literally says oh it's beautiful around where you live and you think actually it really is isn't it do you know what I mean I just want to put in the chat room um hold a minute let me just see I don't know if this link's going to work. Oh, I hate it when it does massive, big links. But try that. We'll see if it works Hold on a minute. Uh, oh, yes, it does. And that is literally about Ellesmere, where I live. And there's some beautiful... I'll see if I can get some pictures in a minute. But it's like... abs is just gorgeous. We've got Mears. We've got Colmere that takes about three-quarters of an hour of a slow walk round. But it's just absolutely beautiful. It's such a gorgeous, gorgeous place. Do you know what I mean? And then we've got
1: oh,
0: yeah, um P- yep. yeah. the Colmere, we've got Ellesmere, we've got oh loads of different places. I've just put another link that's literally takes you to images. And if you look at Colmere and Ellesmere, it's we're literally, if you like, in the middle of the UK. And it's absolutely gorgeous. And the thing is, I can go to Colmere and I just love it. I just that is the place where I can just walk around and I just Forget where I am. It's just beautiful, absolutely gorgeous, beautiful place.
2: See, you and I both out. need to stay on each other. We we both need to remind one another that, that we do have these beautiful natural resources around us. And um, I think that is our own type of meditation, when we can go and relax and enjoy nature and, you know, the beautiful earth, the planet we live on. Uh, The one we're killing slowly, but uh, you know it's there for us to enjoy right now. And I think that um, I think that's a a beautiful idea. And these, Sue, these pictures are beautiful you posted. I'm looking at oh yeah,
0: so lush and green. It's it. Well, I am literally live a mile away from my closest um, closest village, and when I say village, I mean it's got one pub, one post office, and one little shop, and that's it. Okay, I live. Five miles away from the closest town, which is Ellesmere, which is the the pictures that you can see. And that's literally got hairdressers, pubs, um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's like a little market town. And um, then 16 miles away from probably the the larger towns like Shrewsbury and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Wow.
1: And it's absolutely
0: (laughs) absolutely gorgeous.
2: It is beautiful. Oh, my goodness. And Max lives in Ireland, right?
0: That's right, yep.
2: How lush and beautiful that is! We'll see. We're all, we're all in these beautiful natural settings. We're all in a, a beautiful um... environment, and we all need to take a moment. And as I say, smell the fresh air. You know, stop a moment and just take a whiff of the fresh air. Now I'm looking at G- i Fuck him and talk. heebie-jeebie G- he needs to wear a bike guard at night. Uh, Rat, I have uh, TMJ in my joints from grinding my teeth. I've done permanent damage, and I have a bite guard to wear at night, too. And um, and that's from stress. You're exactly right. Max hugs trees. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what, Max? I will, I'm i not going to laugh at you. I think it's a wonderful idea because you can't get any closer to nature than that unless you're holding a duck. And ducks don't like to be held. So, you know, I'm going to oh. hold a tree when I go feed the ducks.
0: I'll tell you what. I will, Bill's going to kill me for this, but I have actually will find a picture of when we picked, we took Bill to the um, Mia, because Bill moved from further away, uh, right, and he's literally near a city, and we brought him into the country, bless him, and we went to the Mia one day, and I actually, and the kids, can pick up geese, right, so Uh Bill was sitting on the bench at the Mia, and I literally put a goose on on the bench, literally right next to him. And I'm just trying to find the picture, okay? And this is right at the mirror. Um, let me just see if I can find it. And of course, I can't find it off the top of my head. Hold a minute. And it's just hilarious. We've got some beautiful pictures. I'll post them on the Su show for you because oh, it's, it is gorgeous where we live. And I think you're absolutely right. We need to appreciate what's around us. And it's the one thing, let's face it, for everybody who's got money problems or whatever, you know, that's the one thing they can't take away from us that's free. Well, except for the honest. fact that it costs fuel to get there maybe, but, you know.
2: Well, walk out your door. Just walk out your door. Take your shoes off and feel the grass beneath your feet. I know it's cold weather right now, but then go out and breathe in that cold, crisp air. You know, they'll certainly laver you up and make you feel better and get your lungs to feeling better. There's nothing like a really cold winter day when you can step outside. And believe me, I'm a warm-weather gal. Uh, You know, I prefer a warmer climate than the colder climate. But to be able to go out and get a breath of fresh air and just suck it into your lungs, you know, you've got to have more than one. You've got to take, you know, a dozen big breaths of fresh air and you do feel re-energized or rejuvenated. And it does help the brain to get that oxygen. I mean, when we stay inside all the time, We are exposing ourselves to the elements within, everything from chemicals that are in the fabric that our furniture is made of, our carpets, um, dust, pet dander, I mean, the list goes on. And I'm not saying that these things are necessarily bad, even though they are, but we all owe ourselves the good feeling of going out and looking up at the sky and throwing our arms out to the side and just breathing, just breathe, you know, just to breathe. And so many times I catch myself getting so wrapped up in something that I almost am holding my breath. Have you ever done that? Yep. Yep. So, it,
0: uh, you know, that's
2: what we on, need sorry. to do better care of ourselves. We have a lot of great people in the chat room, and I, I've said thank you in the chat room, but I really want to tell everyone how much we appreciate people who come and comment, uh, because Sue and I are always wanting to learn something new. We, We appreciate everything you bring to the table. Again, thanks to my friend Lisa for coming in and talking to us so much and sharing things with us about her personal experience, and I commend her for that. It takes courage and dedication and love to do what she's doing and to come share that with us today because I think it gave all of us a new perspective On the situation with depression and mental illness, and how we can address it by writing our congressmen and our state leaders and country leaders. Um, I think we've got a great bunch of people in there. You're right. I just see this right here from Max. Yes, Max, fluoride in our water, the main ingredient in rat poisoning. I posted an an article about that very thing on my Facebook page about two weeks ago. And a friend of mine from California came on and he said, Yes, it's destroying my brain, but I've got great teeth and I knew he was making a joke. But I wrote him back and I said, It's a shame you had to sacrifice your brain for your smile. And yes, it's really definitely. true when we think of really it's really true when we think about all the preservatives and processed foods and all the additives to even our drinking water and what these uh chemicals can do. And if we don't educate ourselves, and I really hope that if people are listening in and they've been a little uh, remiss in educating themselves about certain things, I do hope that we can inspire and motivate some people to go and do their own research. You know, uh, pick an area of interest that, that you want to read about and you want to learn about and spend some time away from the TV and spend some time away from video games and whatever, that mindless stuff that's really messing up your brain. And go and grow your brain. Um, Like Lisa, she went and got the education for uh, all the information that she needed to help her son and to help her family. So that information is available for everyone, no matter what the topic is. So that's just a better idea to get away from the TV and and start trying to learn something by researching. And quit eating foods with fluoride in it.
1: Right, now,
2: no fluoride. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm clicking... So oh, easily. dear. Ring. <laughs> Beautiful.
0: Um, right, if there's anybody... How long have we got? Oh, we've got 20 more minutes. So if anybody wants to please, um, you know, give us a call in. 347-327-9694. If you've got anything you want to add to this, or maybe you need some support, or maybe you're going through... Problems at the moment, please don't be scared. Just literally give us a call, 347 327 9694. And people listening to this on the archives later, you can email show at gmail.com. That's show at gmail.com. And also, you can join the group Ask Sue Show, which is on Facebook. Please come and join us, you know, and we will let you know other. Shows that we've got coming up as well, so please come and join us. You know, there's going to be more of these and more of uh, loads of other shows that's going to bring awareness literally to the forefront. Um, a lot of things are in the pipeline, and trust me, if I told you half of them, um, it would blow your head away. So literally, <laughs> let me tell you, the world is waking up at last, and if you want to wake up with us, it's the place to be, okay? Because this is where we don't have no rules and regs. We literally say it as it is. Isn't that right, Kelsey? We
2: don't have censorship. We don't have someone telling us that we can and can't say this and that. And You know, Sarah and I are grown women. We're adults. We understand the word professionalism, but we also understand reality. And if we can combine the two to be able to bring you reality and factual information of awareness in a professional manner, then that's what we're going to do. And she's right. We have so many subjects of interest out there that we want to talk about, that we want to inform people about. And at the same time, Sue and I are always open to suggestions. If you have any ideas or things you'd like to see us do, you know, please private message the uh, Ask Sue Show and let Sue know what they are. We just appreciate y'all coming to the show and listening to us because, you know, without supporters. Uh, And and, and I have to say, it's very humbling to know, for me, it's very humbling to know that there are people right now around the world sitting and listening to my voice on the radio. And I am humbled by the opportunity that Sue has given me to join her on these shows. So, but at the same time, like I said, you know, challenge me, make me think. I I definitely want to make you think. But please, feel free to. Call in or, or write in the chat room. Make me think. Give me something to to, get, to put my mind on and focus on that I don't already know about. And that's a lot of subjects, y'all. I don't know about a lot of stuff. So, but I'll sure find out if you give me some information. And if there's something that that you want to know more about, I'll help you research it. We can do it together. Just just let us know what it is.
0: Exactly. Okay. Thanks. I tell you what, I don't know about anybody else, but I have really, really enjoyed this show tonight. Um, and if anybody else what, thinks that we should have more of Monday shows like this, please—sorry, <laughs> I'm just gonna have the fits of the giggles. We're having a bit of a bitch fight in the, the chat room at the moment because I did put uh, a lovely picture of Bill on the chat. Um, I thought I'd it's make you all body. laugh. And he's got a lovely ribbon, lovely ribbon in his hair. Bless him. Um, I'm anyway. <laughs> Sorry, did
1: you miss it? No, I got it. <laughs>
0: it, was, it, was, it was just that I was trying to find the goose on the bench picture, and I found that, and then it just, like, chucked itself at me, so it just had to be posted, you know. It was one of them, really.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: They're all I love it. in his hair attire. He really looks stunning. <laughs> oh, we, we do have a big slide uh, in the room. Oh, my goodness.
0: Oh, oh, it's all right. Max has just decided he'll put it on just again, just in case anybody missed it. Uh, Yes. Oh, dear. Lisa (laughs) says she loves the open forum. (laughs) 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 Oh, dear, it was funny.
2: Well, i tell Uh, you what. You are stunning, and pink is definitely your color. It actually matches his, his blushing cheeks. <laughs> I love that.
1: Oh, yeah, so
2: oh, cool. it's so cool. Uh, for me, when I get tired, I kind of get punchy. And it's hard telling what I'm going to come out of my mouth with next. <laughs> but we're going to keep it clean.
0: <laughs> Please. And and if anybody wants to go along and um share the picture of Bill anywhere, by all means I can see people are liking it on Facebook already. Um so <laughs> by all means, what do I always tell you? Like and share. <laughs> oh <laughs> Like and share. Can
2: I make that my timeline
0: Definitely. cover? Oh, yeah. oh dear. Anyway, now we've gone totally off the subject. Um, if anybody else wants to call in, maybe you are, fi- we've been talking tonight and you can sort of take on board what we've been talking about. Maybe you're in a domestic violence case at the moment or maybe you're taking somebody to court and are and feeling the struggle of it. Whatever the problem is, please give us a call in. You can stay anonymous. That is absolutely fine, okay? Um <laughs> 327 and, Max, please don't make me laugh when I'm saying the number because I'll forget what its two seven nine six nine four. please. Um please. And, of course, heebie-jeebie, while you're sharing uh, that picture, please don't forget to share the Ask Sue show links and, you know, all of the shows and everything as well. And just to remind everybody, we have got um, Howard on the show tomorrow night. Um, where We'll be doing the dog updates, the cruelty cases, and everything else. Please you can join us on there as well tomorrow night, 9 p.m. UK time, 4 p.m. Eastern time. So, thank you for that. Um, Kathy, it's been an amazing show, hasn't it? It I've has not it? I really enjoyed
2: yeah, it. Uh, yeah, I did too. I um, I do want to post some more resource pages. Um, this domestic violence notepad that I just posted, that has got a list. I can't tell you how many items are on that list. But it is such a good resource page, no matter where you are, no matter where you are. We, we forget that there are certain resources available to us. And if you've never dealt with this before, you don't know about these resources. So take a look at those people. And if you know someone that you even suspect is in a domestic violence situation, find a way to share with them. Find a way to let them know they're not alone because I, I was alone. And my friends were afraid of him. And I asked them later why they did not come to my rescue, why they allowed him to speak to me the way he did, and why they allowed—they—they grown men just stood by. And every one of them said they were afraid of me and afraid of him. And about six months ago, four, four to six months ago, I had a friend request from one of those men, and I wrote him back and I said, "You aren't my friend then, so why should I be your friend now?" Go away. You know, I, I, at that point, I'm thinking, well, is he a spy for my ex, or is he going to go and and contact my new friends, or, you know, you your your whole mentality changes, your whole level of trust changes, and you really begin to appreciate honesty and uh, authenticity in people. And, um, you know, when 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 you're dealing with someone like I was. And then you have people who are afraid of him. Uh, there's nothing authentic about that. And I just got knocked offline. Um, Sorry? Well, I just got knocked off the computer. Um, yeah, my Internet connection just informed me that it was um, it went through. Sorry.
0: Uh, it's okay. It's your turn tonight, then. It was mean last night. No, where we? No, it was Saturday night when I got booted off, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, so speaking the whole down truth down. and nothing but the truth. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Um. This here, there yeah, this is a one eight hundred number for the United States, but I know there's got to be a UK number. And no matter what country you're in, uh, a toll free number for a, a hotline. Um. This is a national domestic violence hotline. I also, uh, well, as, as everyone knows, y'all will be posting the links in the Global Advocate page, right?
0: Sorry, say that We're, again, Kathy.
2: Where will you be posting these links? What, what group is it?
0: We're, we'll put it on the Ask Sue show.
2: The Ask Sue show. Okay. That's perfect. All right. Um, yeah, we i see. And, and and Lisa's been through that, too. She and I have spent many hours on the phone at night talking about the very things. So, you know, folks, you, you look at your group of friends, you look at your family members, and, you know, it's one thing to all be together for a holiday meal, but do you really know what goes on behind closed doors? Take, start taking notice. If you If you suspect domestic violence, whether, I mean, no one should be hit. A woman should not hit a man. A man should not hit a woman. So if you suspect any of that behavior in someone that you care about, life, by all means, you owe it to that friend, as a friend, to let them know they're not alone. Because I will tell you from experience, I'm sure Lisa can too, and Sue, you can too, it's a very yep. lonely feeling when you are caught up in a situation like what we talked about today and you feel that no one's there, that you think your friends are going to turn their back on you, and some may. But you know what? It's better to find out now who's your friend and who's not. Um, yeah. And, yes, I did do a thorough cleaning of my friendship laundry list after my ex. Um, i I had to. Some people just don't want to acknowledge that that kind of behavior goes on. Exactly. But, the real world, it certainly does. Um, yes.
0: Yeah. The other thing I want to say to people is, if you've got family members that you know are dealing with abuse but aren't speaking out, please don't just think they're okay because they're not saying anything. Just even if you just put a note, give them a note as you walk out the door and say, I know you're suffering at the moment in silence. You know where I am and put your number. Least that's giving them a doorway to speak to somebody should they need it. I know for me, I mean, I spoke to my brother afterwards, and I just want to say to people that I'm all right. How many times have you heard people say to you, you say, hi, how are you doing? And you say, I'm okay, thanks. And then afterwards you're thinking to yourself, actually, I'm not. I just want to sit and cry. Please just give people the chance to be able to get in touch with you should they want to be. Sometimes people haven't quite reached their line. And when I say that, I mean people haven't stepped up to the line to say, I've had enough. I want to get out of here, it's not as easy as that for some people. They are under a spell from these people. So don't think because they, they aren't saying anything or because they're still there that they're happy. People sometimes feel trapped, even if you give them a note through the door and just say, or just give them a note as you're walking out the door. Just say to them, you're there, this is the number, ring night or day. That is giving them a doorway out should they need it. Don't just leave them be and think, well, they must be okay because they have not said anything. They must be okay because they're still there. A lot of these people aren't okay. They are just getting ready. They've got to build themselves up to feel strong enough to do it. Some of them are just too weak because they've took so much that they can't cope and they can't step out of there.
2: That's exactly right, Sue, and that's what I was just about to say. Women especially, when they suffer a certain degree of abuse, they are drained of all their power. They're of their yes. self esteem. Just what, last yes. night on the phone, just last night on the phone, and I won't mention names, um, but I, I had two girlfriends on the phone. We had a three way phone call. And I spoke to one of them and I asked her if he lays a hand on you. That, does he lay a hand on you, honey? And she said, no. I said, would you tell me if he did? And she said, yeah, after I got bailed out of jail for killing him. And I'm like, you know, it's okay that you say that. I understand your anger. But I said, you allowing him to talk to you the way he does, to disrespect you the way he does, to not pay that bills at the house to to, to the point where your landlord has to come over after he's promised you that he was going to pay this and this and this, that's total disrespect for you. When they have, I mean, he'll call her and say uh, he's going to spend the night at his mom's house. The man is 52 years old. 52 years old, and he still hangs on to mommy's coattails? Excuse me. That is not right. That is psychologically not right, and that is abuse to her. He doesn't call her to tell her she's, he's not coming home after she's cooked dinner, uh, and she was telling me the night before about how she didn't get to sleep until 2.30 in the morning working on her computer. She's a very smart woman. She was working on the, uh, on repairing a computer replacing a hard drive and all this, and She said, I had barely gotten to sleep and it was time to get him up and get him off to work. And I said, let the alarm clock wake him up when it hits him in the head. You know, you owe him the responsibility of having to wake him up and get him off to work. He's a grown man. He can set the alarm and he can wake up on his own. If he doesn't, send him packing. You know, men, I mean, I'm a strong woman. Absolutely. I think you all made that determination by now. But you know what it is when when a man and a woman are together it's it's i mean the men are the gatherers, the women take care of the home, so you know the man can go out and and do things and providing and the woman takes care of the home and but it's you know it's a working relationship between both parties. one person is th- does not bear the full responsibility of taking care of both you and your partner. you know you have to get something back in return from your partner to keep your strength up, to keep going, to keep maintaining. And uh, I told her on the phone, I said, that is a form of uh, domestic violence. He is abusing you mentally, and that's the worst wound to recover from because it will be there for a long time in the future. He's tearing her apart psychologically. So I I hope that someone was able to glean something from this show was able to garner some kind of information they didn't have before, And I do hope that um, they're able to share with others, too. Please tell your friends that we have this show. Please tell them that uh, they need to come join the Ask Sue Show. They need to follow her on on Facebook. Uh, Sue's always posting tons of important information, links to other groups that she has. And when you belong to these groups and you see there are other people going through the same thing you are that share the same viewpoints you have, And it's like Sue and Lisa and myself all have said today. There is strength in numbers, and we need to support one another. And let your friends know that you're there for them. Uh, I don't have any blood family. I don't have any children. I am totally alone in this world as far as blood relations go. But I have a family, and it is Sue, it is Bill, it is Max, it is Lisa, and other friends that are in my life because they choose to be in my life. And to me, that's more of an honor than just being related to somebody. And I choose to be in their life. I want to draw from them, and I want to give to them to empower. That, that's the beauty of friendship. A friendship is because you want it to be. So <laughs> I, I'm going to say that you're right. to it.
0: No. Absolutely right And I'm in exactly the same boat I don't have a lot of family around me Because I've chosen not to take the crap from that And that will definitely be another night's show Family And uh, all this blood is thick in the water That's a load of rubbish I have actually d- adopted my own little family I've got Cathy I've got Sean I've got you know all these different people I've got Howard And all these different people I speak to every single day And they make a bigger difference in my life than my mum and dad who live a mile up the road, who never speak to me, have ever done. They are the ones that actually care at the end of the day. And all I want to say to you people is, the ASU show is a family. And that's why I did the song the first song tonight, We Are Family. It's Absolutely. absolutely right. The whole world and the whole society is a family, and we can either choose to love it or we can choose to ruin it is up to Absolutely. us. We can be united and we can help so many and we can make changes. But until we all stand together as a family, nothing is ever going to change. So I want to thank every single one of you of listening to the show tonight and I hope that we've all helped in some way to literally to I don't care if we've only helped one person tonight, 10 people, 50 people, one more is one more than we did at the start of the show. I want to thank Lisa for calling into the show. I want to thank Dee for calling into the show, and I want to thank my very big sister in this world, Kathy, for literally being able to open up tonight and put it out there. I know how hard it is, and I will share the link of my show when well, I did a while ago. But we are down to ninety seconds, so Kathy, thank you so much for tonight, darling, for tonight.
1: Oh,
2: honey, you're welcome. You're welcome. Sue, it's an honor that that you give me this opportunity, and you are my family. I just wish there wasn't that big body of water between us. But that's okay, because we're working on building a concrete bridge across it, right?
0: Oh, damn right. (laughs) You bet we are. (laughs) Please, everybody, go and join as well. Ask Sue Helping Parents Cope, a new page. And uh, please, the Ask Sue Show as well. We're all on there, and we're quite open to friend requests, so please send away to us, and we will catch up with you all very soon. Thank you very much, Kathy. I'll speak to you soon.
2: Thank you very much, Sue. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Max. Thank you, Dee. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, everyone in the room who participated. Without y'all, it, you know, y'all are part of our family. We're all one big family. So I love love you all, and Sue, we'll talk tonight soon, okay?
0: Yes, okay. Good night, love. Thanks very much. Definitely. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. And I would like to thank you all, every single one of you in the chat room. Good night, and please come to the Tomorrow's Night Show. Good night.